0: Oh,
1: There are more questions than answers, like how is it glasses make you look smart, but you have to fail an exam to get them? Uh, Hi America, Uh, hello world. My mother's glasses are so thick, when she looks at a map she sees people waving. (laughs) (laughs) My name is Adrian Lee and I am your host. Welcome to the show, More Questions Than Answers, the only paranormal quiz show. If you have just tuned in especially to hear the show then I admire your taste. If you have just tuned in by accident then I admire your luck. I am huddled under my quilt with a large flashlight and a nice cup of tea with tonight's guests somewhere in the barren wildernesses of the Midwest Plains. With the sound of my elderly mother snoring distantly from the room next door. Now each week we press our ear against the bedroom wall Whatever my mother listened to before she fell asleep, picks and pulls on her unconscious mind. And that's the tune that she's snoring. Let's have a listen. We know how to do it. So, snuggle under your covers, turn out your lights, and hold on tight. The rules are very simple. Points will be awarded randomly for being interesting or for making me laugh or shiver in horror. Extra points will be available for shock and awe value. To help me control my radio panel of recidivists and reprobates, I will employ what I have called the inappropriate bell. An example of this would be... The panel have no idea what's coming. I have no idea what stories they have for tonight's show. So let me introduce my guests. Firstly... The mysterious and evervescent Heather Morris. She's been a paranormal investigator for many years with her own team called Hellhound Investigations and does all of her best work in the shadows. She is now one of the leading audio and EVP experts with the International Paranormal Society and brings her knowledge and research skills to tonight's show. She's also a producer and sound engineer. Heather downloaded a pirated copy of the Bohemian Rhapsody film this week, but the quality sucked and she could only see a silhouette of a man. Oh, God. (laughs) Welcome to the show, Heather. (laughs)
2: Hello. It's not (laughs) true. Don't come after me. (laughs) I
1: also wish to introduce the mad and crazy (laughs) Michelle Corey. She was born and raised in Moira, Minnesota, and has a keen and avid interest in all things paranormal. Michelle realized this week, if the earth was flat, cats would have pushed everything off of it by now.
3: Thank <laughs> <Jew. laughs> Welcome to the show,
1: Michelle. Thank you. The only thing flat earthers fear is sphere itself. Sphere itself. See what I did there? Sphere. Please stop. I love this show. Also, wish to introduce our resident psychologist, Chad Peters. Chad went back to the house he grew up in this week. And asked if he could look around. They said no and slammed the door in his face. Parents can be so rude. Welcome (laughs) to the show, Chad. When I was a kid, my mother said to me, when you're older, I'm going to go to your house. I'm going to break all your stuff, eat your food, make a huge mess, and then say I'm bored and leave. And that's why I'm living in another continent 4,000 miles away. (laughs) There we go. They're mad. They're bad. And they're paranormal as we enter the first round that we call a general lack of knowledge. This is, of course, Series 3, Episode 41. We're getting through them, aren't we? Yes.
4: 41,
1: like Oak Island, just one after the other. Oh, God. (laughs) Like a convention, just a constant it is. I hope we're better than Oak Island.
4: Yeah, I think a little
1: more happens. Yes, my dog could dig in the yard for 10 minutes and find a whole season's worth of stuff. Yeah. That we could base Oak Island on. <laughs> yeah. I'm waiting for the moment. That dog digs up a two-handed Viking broadsword and we can all retire. Yes. And I'll just lecture on that and go around the country talking about the finds of my dog. That'd be great. Perfect. Like John Steinbeck in many respects.
3: Yes.
1: We have the Gong of Infinite Knowledge with us. It's no. the What's That Strange Smell Gong of Infinite Knowledge tonight. With the old no I've got a crown stuck up my nose of statistics. And mummy mummy this lemonade tastes funny. And they've been under the sink. Fascinating facts. Stand back.
0: Oh, boy. That's a lot.
1: Oh, only just give that a little bit of a swipe there. Didn't get a full bit of purchase there. Kind of skimmed off the edge. Points to be won, of course. Now, last week, we celebrated on this very day many fabulous and wondrous birthdays, including Michelle's brother, Mike.
3: Yes. Happy birthday, Mike. So.
1: For the very first time in the history of the MQTA radio, I cannot believe that bizarre, strange and fascinating facts about Michelle's brother, Mike <laughs> Anderson. Oh, that's wait, awesome. Wait a
2: second. Does she know the answers to all this?
1: I've no idea. Depends how well she knows huh. Mike. doesn't yeah. it <laughs> oh, That's great. Our first I question tonight. Wanna. Mike was once on a fishing trip with friends and alcohol was flowing freely. What did Mike eat? As a dare. There you go. You will win your points tonight. If you can tell me what strange and bizarre thing Mike, Michelle's brother, has eaten. Smelt. Has (laughs) a dare. He's eaten a what? Smelt. Like a little fish? Yes. Did he make sure it was dead first, or is it wiggling around inside him? Is it swimming around in his innards? In his guts. In his guts. There's a fish swimming around in my guts.
2: Yes. There's a catfish.
1: Swam right up my bottom, split me right up the middle. Smelt. You are saying a small fish Mike has eaten as a dare. Michelle, he's your brother. You should get all these 100% correct. Of course, there's no reason why you shouldn't be getting the points tonight. What did Mike eat as a dare? A bullhead. He ate a bullhead. A
3: live bullhead.
1: That's a bit of a beast, isn't it? That's quite a it large fish. a baby fish, one. A small one. A fry. Yeah. Just a little fish. What did he eat, Chad? A uh, bait. You are one 100% correct. He <laughs> ate a night crawler for a dare, but he said he was very drunk at the time. I can't believe Michelle doesn't even know these things.
3: He eats those all the time.
1: There you go. <laughs> night crawler, night crawler. We know how to eat it. It's 100% true. Chad takes two wriggly, slippery points tonight. What embarrassing thing did Mike once do at a wedding? There we go. Of course, Michelle should get this straight away. (laughs) What do you think Mike did? (laughs) Michelle's brother did this very embarrassing thing at a friend's wedding.
2: He went for the garter instead of the groom.
1: Oh, my. He went straight for the garter. Yeah. Do not pass go. Do not collect $200. Yep.
2: I he think he tore did it. it
1: from the clutches of somebody else who wanted
2: to. No, that. not. No, he didn't tear it from anyone's clutches. He, he took went it for it off her leg. With his teeth. <laughs> yeah. That was oh. embarrassing
1: at his auntie's wedding, wasn't it?
2: Yeah. It's better than his grand's wedding.
1: You're yeah. going to go for the garter. <laughs> Michelle, you should know this, of course, because he is your brother and yeah. you share everything and you're very close. So yes. some easy points for you tonight. What did Mike do that was very embarrassing at a wedding once.
3: I will tell you what he did at my wedding, and that was he did a half gainer off the diving board into the pool wearing his tuxedo.
1: So you got married at a leisure center? Pretty much. Nice. (laughs) He did a full dive off the diving board into a swimming pool. I will give you a point just for being interesting. Thank you. Which are the rules of the game. He kept that pretty quiet, didn't he? Mm -hmm. What do you think he did, Chad? He offered to give... The bride and groom
4: sex therapy advice. (laughs) Oh, wait. That was my then-girlfriend at my sister's wedding. That happened. That
1: actually happened.
2: Oh, my God. Was it my brother?
1: (laughs) I once told a woman in a bar once that I was a gynecologist, and she spent the next ten minutes telling me all of her downstairs problems. (laughs) Well, that's a good way to weed him out I don't know There's a point where you're in so deep That you can't get out, do you see what I'm saying? One
4: of my friends in grad school Used to tell people sitting next to him On a plane that he was a sex therapist Just to make the conversation (gasps) interesting Nice
1: Yes, I can see that, when I tell people I'm a ghost hunter Everyone tells me a ghost story Sure. Our good friend Antonia Felix Who's a New York best-selling Times Author, she... uh, does dream analysis. She's studied dream analysis. Everyone tells her their dreams. I told the one about you, Chad, where you said you have those constant dreams about being the sausage in a corn dog, and she doesn't know what that means, apparently. <laughs> so we have shared that conversation. <laughs> I cannot give the points away tonight. By the way, that woman in the bar got the thumbs up.
2: <laughs> no. no.
1: He took the disposable cameras on the tables <gasps> for the guests he did. to take pictures he did. throughout the night and he and two of his friends went back to the restrooms mm. and took pictures of their junk on them and then put <laughs> no. them back on the tables without telling anyone anyway.
3: i rem- yep he can't that. believe
1: you're losing points all <laughs> over the place here can you imagine putting them in an album actually keeping them <laughs> Putting them in an album. Well, I
3: think they were trying to yeah. match them up to who's was whose.
1: Like a game of guess who?
3: Yeah, kind of like pin the tail on the donkey. Donkey! <laughs> donkey. Oh,
1: my. Imagine you sat with your family a couple of years later and you're going through the album with your grandmother. And she's not, you know, her eyesight's fading. <laughs> who's that? Look at that. Isn't Uncle Bob's youngest? Wow, he's grown, isn't he, Uncle Bob's youngest? Isn't he, <laughs> hasn't he got bigger... Look at your grandmother. She's looking very old. Mm. She looks terrible. Look at her wrinkles. Wow. Did you know Auntie Joan had a stroke? Look at her. She looks awful. (laughs) Isn't that bald guy with the one eye chasm Barbara's oldest? Wow. Unbelievable. Okay. What kind of food does Brother Mike dislike? He hates these two things. Two foods. I will give you a point. If you get either one of them. But there are two foods he cannot bear. He detests them. He does not like the texture. And we're not talking Elmer's glue or grass. No Elmer's glue or grass. You're going for broccoli.
2: Broccoli and cauliflower.
1: I learned a very young... You've got florets. (laughs) (laughs) I learned a very young age that you can't hide broccoli. In a glass of milk.
3: Mm. You're
1: going for broccoli and cauliflower. Michelle, you should know this instantly. Of course, the two foods your brother cannot bear.
3: I know he, he does not like onions.
1: You're going with the onions? Yeah. What else?
3: What is... He'll eat anything.
1: Yeah, I heard that, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
3: My brother's not a creep, I promise. <laughs> Poor man.
1: <laughs>
3: um, what is the other thing?
1: Chad, jump in and help her. What what does Mike not like to eat? Mashed potatoes and applesauce. You're all wrong. It's tomatoes and coconut. The dreaded coconut. (gasps) Nobody likes coconut. coconut. It's also onions. I cannot bear (laughs) coconut. It is the devil's work. That's a really surreal action for me. It's a polemic dichotomy. Did you know such wonders? Because tomatoes are my all-time favourite food. I cannot eat enough of them. I love tomatoes. And coconut is the food I can't eat at all. I detest it. If I smell coconut, if there's someone wearing coconut shampoo or has coconut oil on them, it makes me gay. A friend once said, onions are the only food that make you cry. So I threw a coconut in his face that showed him. (laughs)
0: Yeah,
1: There you go. An album full of wedding photography. I've got a little thing for us to do right now, okay. based on this. And thank you, Mike, for sending those in. Of course, Michelle mm. scored no points. Chad got <laughs> Love two. You, Mike. It turns out Chad <laughs> actually knows more about Michelle's brother yeah. <laughs> than Michelle does. Now we hit it off when we hung out. Every now and then, we bring strange <gasps> and wondrous foods oh, no. onto the show. We've had Michelle eating jelly beans that tasted of dirt and sausage. We've also uh, we've eaten uh, really bizarre and strange fortune-telling cookies. Yeah. What else have we Hot eaten? Candy been, floss. There was candy, candy floss, floss that was very grim and tasted pretty rough. The bacon-flavored cola. Oh, there there Lots of different the, types of sodas. Ranch, sola, teriyaki. Sola. 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 That's how they say it in Spanish. <laughs> Chupa Chops. <laughs> nah. oh, they were, were so good. In front of me, I have something called jubes. jubes. Not to be uh, confused with pubes, of course, which is what they found on Oak Island this week. But I have jubes. Now, as I said to you before, I find coconut to be the devil's work. I cannot bear mm. it. it. makes me gag. It's coconut slices <gasps> in liquid, but they're oh. cut up like sugar cubes. Yummy. Do you have sugar cubes in this country? You know what a sugar uh-huh. cube is? Oh. These come all the way from China. So what could possibly go wrong?
0: Nothing. Um, <laughs> oh.
1: I will open them up. I've got a spoon. These are strawberry flavored. It says they're fibrous. Cholesterol-free coconut gel, a delicious dessert. You can put them uh, as ice cubes if you freeze them. You can use them in all kinds of desserts, crepes, your own treats. And even in cocktails, I've got a pair of (gasps) scissors. I'm going to open up the jubes. We're going to pass them around. Bearing in mind, I cannot stand coconut. I find it to be disgusting. Smell it. It smells like strawberries. Does
3: it? it doesn't smell. I've got a spoon here. There's a strawberry here. on it. Adrian. Look.
1: There is a picture of a strawberry on there. I don't know how we're best going to do this. I'm not going to share the same shame, 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 spoon. So I'm going to take one off the spoon. Let me just have a taste of that. Hang on a second. It's um, juby. It's not that bad, actually.
3: Do you like it?
1: It doesn't taste. Oh, it
3: feels weird.
1: Of coconut. That's very strange.
4: Do these have anything to do with any religion?
1: I have no idea. <laughs> Cubism. Why, we all, well, we're we're well, blessed.
4: I, I figured if they called them Jubes, they had to have something
1: to do with That's the weirdest dang thing. Hey, Jube, don't get me wrong. What did you think? That's, I mean, that's the first time I've ever eaten a coconut.
2: A square not, one. Not
1: gagged. Chad, would you like to take those over to Heather Morris? So mm-hmm. he's working his way across the studio as we speak. Heather's in the sound booth. Yeah. With the soundboard in front of her and all of the computer. What do you think of those? They're not the end of the world, are they? It's, my turn. It's a weird texture. Yeah. You'd never think that was coconut, would you? No, oh my god, it tastes like Oh, keep them
2: on your desk. You can I can't and I can't keep them here. Oh, they're all yours now. Yes. Oh, it's, it's it tastes like tough bacon. Tough bacon.
3: You got a weird one.
1: Yeah, I don't no, know. No, I we- had
2: two pieces. Do you know what it tastes like? It tastes like frozen chapstick.
3: <gasps> yes, it does. Frozen chapstick.
1: Those are the jubes. I'll be eating the rest of those. If you put those on the floor for me, that'll be fantastic. And we'll dig into those at the end of the show. But I thought that was interesting based on our themes tonight. Oh, oh coconut gross now today we wish a happy birthday to ellen Bursting. anyone want to know who ellen bursting is any thoughts any ideas no
3: no she is
1: she is the american actress you know or you don't know i do who is she
3: she's an american actress <laughs> <laughs> nice let me give you some points michelle have a point <laughs> she's got red hair
1: anything you'd like to add no you're making it up okay. she was famous for playing the mother chris mcnell in the nineteen seventy-three film The Exorcist.
0: Yes, she oh. was.
1: You say you don't know who this woman is. She actually won an Oscar for appearing and acting in Martin Scorsese's film Alice Doesn't Live Here Anymore. This Ooh. woman has won Oscars. Yeah. She's an incredible actress. It makes me feel very old that it's her birthday. Happy birthday, by the way, Ellen. We want to wish you a happy birthday today. Have a guess how old she is nearest one will win. This isn't part of the quiz, but I'm feeling philanthropic. The lady who 78. played. Seventy-eight. You're going seventy-eight. The lady who played of the mother, who calls in the priest because her daughter has been. Uh, uh, she's been possessed, is what she's been. Yes. And I want you to tell me how old she is today. Seventy-eight. Michelle.
4: Eighty-two.
1: You're going eighty-two. Chad. Sixty-seven. She is 85, would you believe? Michelle gets the candles on the birthday cake and a nice present. She looks amazing, by the way. This lady does not look 82. She looks uh, very glamorous elderly lady. Would you date her? Wow. So, for the very first time in the history of MQTA Radio, I cannot believe that bizarre, strange, and fascinating facts about The Exorcist. The voice of the demon was spoken by radio actress mercedes McCambridge. There's a great name. Mercedes McCambridge. But what did they do to her to make her voice sound demonic? Oh, they woke her up
2: at three o'clock in the morning.
4: Oh, it does sound like
1: that. Wake up, wake up. (laughs) You've won. This is the final of the holding your breath competition.
2: And made her smoke.
1: They made her smoke.
2: And wake up at three o'clock in the morning. And they woke up
1: at three o'clock in the morning. Yeah. Any thoughts, Michelle, about how they gave a Buried in mind, 1973, you haven't got the most advanced, you know, synthesizers technology, and technology. Yeah. Um, they're doing a lot of these effects, of course, manually. And they did that with the voice of the demon as well. What do you think she did?
3: They made her get germs and she got a very bad sore throat and cold cough. Everyone's spent
1: times coughing on her. Chad, how do you think they got the demonic voice out of Mercedes McCambridge? They told her to breathe in instead of breathe out while she was talking. Like,
3: hello, Regan. That's a very good impression. (laughs) And very, very
1: creepy. I should give (laughs) Heather a couple of points because she's yet to score tonight. And you can see her breath in the coldness of the room. They got her to swallow some raw eggs. Uh, They chain smoked her, even though she didn't smoke. Did they? Like a lab rat. Really? They made her drink whiskey and she was not a drinker. And then they tied her to a chair.
2: What? Like yeah, they setting. literally tied her
1: to a chair. <laughs> right. If I'd I had someone tied to a chair, you'd start dancing around. I don't know why I came here tonight. Be very funny, wouldn't it? You'd have <laughs> it over my ears, though. You yeah. can say goodbye <laughs> to your glasses; they're not going to fit anymore. I shall give Miss <laughs> Morris a couple of points. The demon depicted in the movie was a known demon from Assyrian and Babylonian mythology. His name begins with a P. I'm not going to read that out, because no, if you read out a demon's don't. name, it's amazing that they then tend to appear, like the fairy tale with Stiltskin. But his name begins with P, and it's got a couple of Zs in it. But that particular demonic entity was a real demonic entity from those cultures. He was a demon that brought storms and drought. To win your points tonight, you need to tell me what he was also a demon of closest one will win the points he was the Mm. demon of soup (laughs) (laughs) they did actually use pea soup it was was anderson's pea soup yeah they actually they put oatmeal in it to thicken it up and to give it a few more lumps but it was a combination (laughs) disgusting and when it all came out the priest that was the actor similar to the scene in aliens he wasn't told that he'd get splattered in this so oh. when he actually got splattered in that, that was actually shock oh. uh, in a similar way to Ridley Scott did the scene from Alien when it burst out and covered everyone in pig's intestines.
2: You talk about aliens in shock. Did you know that Will Smith has a very bad gag reflex? So when he was shooting men in black and he got slimed oh. and they blasted him with it, too, he was that was not. I An know how he feels. <laughs> <laughs> it was a Michelle all over oh. again.
1: Nice. Yes, yes, Michelle a lot of stuff and gag has been gagging quite a lot by eating strange <laughs> and bizarre food substances uh, over I the know. last couple of years. What are you going with, Miss Morris? Are you going with the the demon of soup? Uh, The demon of levitation. You will burn your tongue. You will levitate. Michelle, what was he the demon of as well? He was the demon of drought and storms. What else did he have on his resume? Dead birds. Birds? Dead birds dead mortis avis as they say in latin dead birds chad
4: his name began with p had a couple z's in it yep he was
1: the demon of terrible italian food pizza he was the (laughs) demon of consonants mothers and children would you believe he was the demon for mother's and children, which I is I don't know what
2: that means. I
1: wonder why they need a demon. Exactly. Well, I'm art. sure that there's some sense of uh
2: mm, a man made that up.
1: You think so? <laughs> Go online. You will see the pictures of the gentleman. He has large appendages sticking out and snakes wrapped around him.
2: Yeah, man he, made it he up. He was
1: an actual demon from a Syrian and mm. Babylonian culture. I cannot give the points away. No. It. A demon and an angel walk into a bar. It's not a joke, just an episode of supernatural.
2: <laughs> you leave them alone not a fan love them
1: where did they get extras from for the film the exorcist when father caras visits his mother in the mental hospital church they got their extras from church yes there's old mrs johnson at the front sitting in her pew yep do you fancy 10 bucks come and join us yep in the hospital yep we're shooting a few scenes for our latest film he's either at the church or homeless the church or the homeless?
2: Yeah, I'm hedging.
1: You are spreading your chips very liberally yep. between the two. Michelle, where did they get their extras from? For the scene in the mental hospital they where he's visiting his mother.
4: Patients in the mental
3: hospital. You are hospital. saying Good they old. were
1: mental patients. Chad, anything you'd like to add to that?
4: I pulled them off the streets. I think Heather
1: got it. She didn't. Michelle won some points. No, they were actually... Nice. nice. I shall tie you down and give you electric shock treatment How for that. How do they know if they got and pain? whiskey. But the actual extras in that scene were patients in the mental hospital. Mm -hmm. There's a very blurred line, isn't there, between reality and mental illness. If you're sat there in your mental hospital, drugged up to the eyeballs, and there's a film crew filming The Exorcist. How
2: how, how do you distinguish
1: between (laughs) what's real and what isn't real at that point? There's
2: many questions. A, how do they know they got paid? And B, how'd they sign a release form?
1: There are more questions than answers. Mental illness comes in many forms. They may have been manically depressed. They may have had a nervous breakdown. They, they may be
2: bonkers.
1: They, they may been... be completely raving mad. <laughs>
2: yeah, there are <laughs> or just many a little forms. crazy.
1: Yes, they could have been there there because they were bulimic. There's many ways mm. and wondrous things, but I cannot give the points away to on me. this. She
4: did get the answer
1: right. <laughs> oh,
4: I mean that that would be a reason to give wow. Her points. Wow.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Were you in the film? But they did the <laughs> I gave you the points, I just yeah. forgot. Oh, yeah, I know.
4: I think they did the same thing for One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest for some of the extras there. Really? I'm sure they're very cheap,
1: aren't they? The same
3: ones. <laughs> <laughs> the same ones. Yes, they're
1: making a living by pretending to be mentally ill. You get free Baldwin lodgings. You get a nice bed for the night, and you get to appear in films.
3: Nice drugs. Perfect. Everybody's
1: Happy. On this day in 1979, the Star Trek motion picture film had its premiere. Ooh. This is a film directed by Hollywood legend. And I'm sure you may not have heard of him, actually. But he is a Hollywood legend. He's a multi-Oscar winner. And his name is Robert Wise. Does that sound familiar to anybody? No, Robert no. Wise. You will be amazed. I studied films. I have an MA in film studies. And even I was taken aback by this statistic. So he directed Star Trek The Motion Picture, 1979. Robert Weiss, Oscar winner, West Side Story. Ooh. The Sound of Music. Whoa. He was the editor and won his Oscar for editing Citizen Kane. Holy moly. Orson yeah, really. He was the director for The Day the Earth Stood Still. Wow. The Haunting, The Andromeda Strain. Yeah. So a director that slipped under the radar a little bit there but a very impressive (laughs) resume. So, for the first time in the history of MQTA Radio, I cannot believe that bizarre, strange and fascinating facts about West Side Story. What was odd about Natalie Wood's dialogue and songs in the film West Side Story? They they were all
2: meant for a
1: man. They were all meant for a man. (laughs) She was reading out the male part. This has actually happened. We go back to Ridley Scott and Alien. When the script for Alien was written, Sigourney Weaver's part of Ripley was actually a man. And halfway through the uh, script run, when they were talking through and doing all their soundboards, it was suggested that they made her a woman. And they all thought this was a great idea to have a female protagonist, because that was very rare at that stage. And then Ridley Scott said, we cannot change any of the dialogue. Because if we did, it would take into account she was a woman, right? So the part was written for a man and when they got Sigourney Weaver to do it and they changed the sex of that role they did not change any of the script so the words the man would have read out were the words that Sigourney Weaver read out so there is a precedence for that so you're saying all of Natalie Wood's parts were meant to be for a man which makes that a very interesting story doesn't it (laughs) about the gangland Romeo and Juliet that's a story of Romeo and Romeo much more progressive (laughs) absolutely Michelle, what was odd about Natalie Wood's dialogue and songs in the film West Side Story?
3: She had a terrible accent.
1: She may well have had a terrible accent. What do you think, Chad? She wasn't supposed to have dialogue. I cannot give points away tonight. They were all dubbed by a voice actor called Marnie Nixon. She didn't speak a single word. In that film. Or sing. Because she had a terrible accent? Any of the parts. Well, I guess that could be true. Go on, then. <laughs> wow. <sighs> I'll give you a one. You're up to seven, Michelle. You're our <laughs> runaway leader tonight, of course. This is a common thing. Armani Nixon actually did the voice work and all of the singing for Deborah Kerr in The King and I. And she also did all of the words and all of the music for Audrey Hepburn in My Fair Lady. So this was a common occurrence Back in the day. So those ladies that I've just mentioned didn't utter a single word of a song in any of those films. I hate it when I'm singing a song and someone corrects me. (laughs) What if I was freestyling? Right. That was then. (laughs) But this is now as we run into our favourite part of the show. It's the Mailbag. Uh, mailbag. We love the Mailbag. If you wish to write to us, you can contact us on Facebook. All of tonight's messages, all of our support. All of the jokes, all of the cartoons, all of the stories are on Facebook. Go to More Questions and Answers with Adrian Lee. We have 6,200 followers on there, and I would love to hear from you. Our good friend and regular listener, Alva, posted this week.
2: Hi, Alva. Hi, Alva. Oh, oh, that he was very curious. prolific
1: this week. Oh, yes. <laughs> I will give you a flavor of some of the things that Alva has posted. Mm. Last week, you gave Heather two points for making a werewolf sound. This was actually Michelle. Michelle made the werewolf sound. I said, werewolf of London. Ow! Stimulus (laughs) and response. That
2: was Chad, by the way. I didn't (laughs) ow that time. It was
1: both me
4: and Michelle in chorus.
1: Alva said, it was amazing that you managed to go one high, one low there. (laughs) I mean, you're actually in harmony, which was incredible. (laughs) Alva says, I think you should award one symbolic point to all of us around the world who made the iconic Hal when listening at home, so I will give everyone who's listening to the show right now one point. There. Nice. You all have a one point for doing the howling werewolf at home, or at least thinking of it. Still get a chance to beat Heather. <laughs> <go>. <laughs> yes, minus points come and go with regularity on this show. <laughs> he also added in a separate thread: Wows do actually fart." He did the research. Thank you for nice. that. Nice. Let's put that to mm. bed. From last week's show. oh, that's solid knowledge. Again, I did say he was prolific. He says, I love the show and love being included. However, when Heather and Michelle say my name, (laughs) it makes my girlfriend jealous. So don't do that. Anything but that. And whatever you do, don't use your sultry voice. Anything but that. Well, we wouldn't want you to get into trouble. So me and Chad are going to say hello, Alva. Oh, Alva. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> Smashing blouse you're wearing. Wow. You must be warming eh, now, all that bra.
2: <laughs> wow.
1: Alva listens every Friday night at 10pm. Well, he used to. Central time. <laughs> On the Dark Matter Digital Network. Alva, of course, invented the Grodka. Grodka! Mm -hmm. The famous grape juice and vodka drink that everyone's drinking at home as we speak. But he listens at 10pm Central Time on a Friday night on the Dark Matter Digital Network. Join us on there first. We have 100,000 listeners in 190 countries all over the world. And they all have one single point at the moment. Catherine posted, I started listening to MQTA on SoundCloud every day to and from work. Thank you for so many laughs. I love your show.
2: Aw, oh, yeah, thank you. That's very so kind much. of
1: her. She's listening on SoundCloud, of course, where all of our shows are archived over the last five years. Everything is on there for free. So if you go to SoundCloud.com and search for MQTA Radio it's all there for you. If you're listening on your way to work, if you've got a long journey, if you're shoveling snow, if you're revising for an exam, if you're in your woodshed, whatever you're doing, you can listen live, Walking the dog, in the gym, tied to a bed, tied to a chair, covered in pea green soup. If you're currently in a mental institute and you're a film extra, you can also listen to the show. We have many platforms, iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Brussels yes. Sprouts, Bus Sprocks. Bus
2: Brox. Bus Brox. Gas
1: Gas Mask. There's all kinds of fabulous platforms. If you can't find us, you've only got yourself to blame. And if you're listening now, why not press the little orange love heart on SoundCloud and tell us how much you love the show. Or you could leave a nice review on iTunes and Stitcher. That would help us enormously. Scott in California posted, I'm a Patreon supporter. I love you ladies and the Brit as well.
2: Oh, oh, thank you, Scott. At least he loves us. I can't yeah. complain of being called the Way Brit go, as well, guys.
1: because Chad doesn't get a mention. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Fantastic. <you> Robin, <gasps>
2: Robin! Oh,
1: Robin. Robin! Is one of our patrons, of course, in Massachusetts. Martin in New York. <gasps> Martin!
0: Hi, Martin!
1: <laughs> he posted on our Facebook wall, a dialect step joke is always a classic, which it is. That mm-hmm. was good I enjoyed telling that in last week's episode, but they're all patron members. This show's free. It will always be free. But if you wish to donate a single dollar to the show, you can do that for us. You can't even buy a Snickers bar these days for a single dollar. But if you go to Patreon.com, search at MQTA Radio, we have lots of costs. We have studio costs. We have to pay for all of the platforms we're on. And this is a show that we love doing. We do it for the love of the show. So if you wish to donate your single dollar, we would be very grateful. MQTA Radio, Patreon.com. And it means we can stay on air is a very creative gentleman from uh, new york yes. hello heater he Amazing. made online he posted this on facebook there's two aquaman coins one of them has heather's <laughs> face on it one of them has michelle so whichever one aquaman's gonna take home tonight he can flick the coin <laughs> it's me It's <laughs> no
3: me. i'll bite you
1: <laughs> wow Russell added, I got distracted for a few seconds during last week's show and missed the first snort from Michelle in oh, weeks. It's true. Oh. John also added, nice snort, Michelle. Love the snorts, bunks, and when Heather can't do math.
0: <laughs> what? What? What's <laughs>
1: huh? Unbelievable. Lorraine. Has randomly given herself nine points apparently tonight.
2: Excellent. That's always Good. fun. So Lorraine Good is for you, Lorraine. now
1: in the lead on nine. <laughs> See how simple that was. <laughs> Paul has asked what Heather is drinking. Oh. What are you drinking tonight, Heather?
2: Tonight it's just Malibu and cranberry juice. Malibu Ooh.
1: and cranberry juice. Usually it's just Dr. McGillicuddy straight.
2: Yes, that's true.
1: Which are your favourite flavours? All of them. Fair enough. There you go, Paul. That's what she's drinking, apparently. Yep. He says, it's the only thing I look forward to on a Friday night, and that's how Heather approaches her drinking. (laughs) (laughs) Jeff, our good friend in Milwaukee. Hi,
2: Jeff. Hello, Jeff.
1: He posted, I'm submitting a few answers before the show. (laughs) He's written avocado, Warren Harding. And three to the fourth power. So if any of those things he come wins. up tonight, nice. he will get himself some points as well. We have 100,000 followers on Twitter. If you go to my Twitter account, Adrian underscore Lee underscore tips, as I said, you can join me on there. On Facebook, all of tonight's stories, all of the jokes, the camaraderie, so much on there that's fun. You can join us. More questions than answers with Adrian Lee. We have 6,200 followers. And if you're looking for a fabulous book, as a present for a stocking stuffer to read over the Christmas period or to give away as a gift. I have lots of books to do with ghosts, hauntings, psychic skills, oh. theology, history. If you're into any of those things, I am the founder of the International Paranormal Society. And all of my books are on Amazon and in all good bookshops. Go on to Amazon. Search for Adrian Lee, Mysterious Minnesota, Mysterious Midwest. How to be a Christian Psychic and lots, lots more. Can we mention the coast of uh, Curse? The coast of Oak yeah, Island. Yeah, it is. Yes. They've been digging that up, mm. haven't they, for the last seven or eight years? The <laughs> Curse of not? Oak Island. Every Tuesday on Facebook, 8 pm Central Time, live, we talk and we have a little site to chat about what's taking place currently in an episode of The Curse of Oak Island. So Central Time, 8 o'clock Tuesday, watch the show, join the chat, drink. Drink. It's hilarious. So
4: much fun. The Mm. comments
1: on there are amazing. Yes. I just want to go over the show for people that missed it. (laughs) I mean, it took an hour, right? So there's a lot to get through. A lot. (laughs) They found some coconut fiber. Woo! Like the coconut fiber they found in the last series. First series. The first series. The second series. The third. That coconut fiber gets everywhere, right? It is. It did look like one giant pube, I might add. So I share that with everyone. It was mentioned. Do you remember last week (laughs) they spent an entire hour discussing the history of crossbow bolts and looking at crossbows in the medieval period and the Knights Templar. Well, they told us this week that it wasn't a crossbow bolt. It was the end of a javelin.
2: Yeah, it was a stabby Roman thing. It
1: was a stabby Roman thing. I didn't know you was an expert (laughs) in that period of history. (laughs) Beware the stabby Roman thing. You'll have someone's eye out. Did Jesus get prodded with the stabby Roman thing while he was on the cross? Yeah. Wow. You're a historian. So that's what you missed. Absolutely nothing. One last thing before we jump into our quiz. Every Christmas, we give money to the local food shelf. And I just want to mention this again. There's a fabulous, and she won't mind me saying this, elderly lady that lives in town. Her name's Clarice. She's in her 70s. She runs the local food shelf on her own in the town of Wyndham. It's a small Midwestern town in the southwest of Minnesota with four and a half thousand people living there. They fed over 400 people last month. Yes. Times are very dire in the Midwest. There's lots of people that cannot afford to feed themselves over the Christmas period. If you wish to donate money to the food shelf in Wyndham, it would be gratefully received. We know 100% of that money will go to feeding people over christmas that can't afford christmas dinner or can't afford food and i have no shame in saying that in the past dim and distant i've needed a food shelf and i was very grateful it was there and i can't talk on behalf of everyone around the table but that is something that i've used in my dim and distant past so if you wish to donate we'd be very very grateful the elderly lady that runs it is amazing every cent of this will go to feeding the poor over the Christmas period. So, if you wish to donate, you need to write a check to the Cottonwood County Sharing Center. That's the Cottonwood County Sharing Center, and you need to address that to PO Box 173, and that is in Windom, 56101, Minnesota. That's the Cottonwood County Sharing Center, Windom, PO Box 173, and that's in Minnesota, and every center that We'll go to the food shelf, and I'm going to read that out every week. And if you go to our Facebook site, I'm also going to put the address on there, and they would be very, very grateful. Remember, if you give freely, you receive freely as well. We've reached the part of the show where Dr. Chad Peters, our resident psychologist, reads out his fascinating random fact of the evening civil play, Dr. Peters. The Macarena, the (laughs) Lost Del Rio song from
4: 1993 is about a woman who cheats on her boyfriend, Vitorino, with two men when he joins the armed services.
1: That seems very detailed. Oh, Macarena. Macarena. We enter the round that we call Ghosts and Hauntings. And remember, we do not do alls. Michelle's on seven. I am yet to score. Heather's on two. Chad's on two. Lorena's scored nine. And everyone else is currently on one. (laughs) A mysterious figure has appeared. How many times in your life did you think you'd read those scores out? A mystery figure has appeared in a forest in Western Switzerland as it was caught on a camera lurking. The soldier figure can be seen wearing a gas mask and a camouflage cape and is being referred to as Le Lion. It has been said that the military-looking figure is no stranger to the forest and has been haunting the woods for over 15 years. Locals claim he walks the same route every day. Police are now trying to find him to ask him to be less threatening, though he's not shown any signs of aggression. An unnamed amateur photographer who tracked him down said, I came across him near the marshes. I approached him about a dozen metres away. He had a military cape boots and an army gas mask. An antique type, I think. He stared at me and then turned his back on me and left in silence. Others have stepped forward to share their alleged encounters with the man. One woman said it scared my children. He came out of the woods with his military clothes. We saw neither his face or his eyes behind the big dark gas mask. It was scary and I know women who are venturing alone in the forest. What goes on in his head I don't know. It was unpleasant. I hope I never run into him again. People claim the figure also holds a bunch of flowers. The figure is being referred to as Switzerland's answer to the Loch Ness Monster.
0: What? (laughs) That's very bizarre.
1: (laughs) Is there a beach? They've got plenty of lakes there, haven't they? Lake Geneva stretches, of course, into Switzerland. I did once attempt a round Switzerland yacht race, but I came in last. This is true. Ghosts with a (laughs) gas mask or just don't ask. You decide for yourself. I'm going to win the first points of my evening with a nice, resplendent gas mask crystals of two. Go to our Facebook site, more questions and answers with Adrian Lee, and you will see the story in glorious Technicolor for yourself. Miss Morris, what have you got for me tonight in the round of ghosts and hauntings?
2: Well, I've got a creepy security footage shows ghosts playing knock and run. Ding dong ditch. That's pretty much it. Yeah. (laughs) A vigilant homeowner fears she may have been the victim of a haunting after her motion activated security camera caught footage of a ghost knocking at her door. Many potosia. 46 was waiting for a parcel to be delivered to her home when footage was recorded of something appearing to show a faint apparition emerge from a bench on the left side of her screen. The figure then crosses in front of the camera, almost appearing to look directly at it. It the, I don't know how she said it looked like it was looking at it, because... I saw the footage and it was
1: see-through. You mean it's bunk?
2: Um, yeah. If you're playing the bell, bunk and snort
1: drinking game, you can have your first shot of the evening wherever you are in the world. Salute, skull, prost.
2: It then passes out of view, moving to the right before the camera sensors stopped recording. Mrs. Petosha of Vaughan, Ontario, Canada, said. My dog started barking, eh? And I
1: ran towards the door. It's almost like she was in the room.
2: I was awaiting a package. So I figured it was a courier approaching.
1: There's a bit of Irish and Pakistani there. That's the big to (laughs) do.
2: Looking outside the large window opposite her front door, she could not see anything standing at the door or near the porch. Baffled, she dismissed her reservations, thinking her dog might have heard a noise outside. Then... I was like turning around and going back to my kitchen. I received a notification on my phone, eh? You wanting slushy, Mr. Simpson? It said, Doorbell alarm activation. So I looked at the video and I said, What the heck, eh? <laughs> Unbelievable. The visit was made even more chilling by the significance of the bench, which was given to her by a former neighbor, Mario shortly after his death.
4: Oh, that explains the Mexican-Canadian accent. Yeah, yeah.
2: The Mexican-Canadian accent. (laughs) One psychic told me... One psychic (laughs) told me, eh? He said, Does that bench hold any significance?
1: Do you want to go to Manida?
2: I said, Why, eh? And they said, Well, that spirit looks like it was sitting on the bench by, you know, (laughs) snuggling.
1: The last conversation
2: I had with him was sitting on the bench, eh? Why so, am I
1: here? Why am I here?
2: I don't know. You play no part in this whatsoever. Some people thought it was a cat or a raccoon or a squirrel. No, possibly a moose. Eh? eh?
1: There's a fine line between a squirrel and a moose.
2: <laughs> she did but, not no, believe. No, no. When was the last time you saw a moose
1: climbing a tree? Oh, moose and squirrel. Oh, oh, oh. they should make a cartoon about that. Yeah, they <laughs> I love. This show, and I shall give you two <laughs> Canadians sitting on a bench with an enchilada Points. <laughs> You've got two. Michelle, what have you got for me tonight in the round of Ghosts and Hauntings?
3: A rare phenomenon known as a bow was captured at the summit of Crokepatrick in County Mayo by climber Matt LaCarrie. An extremely rare occurrence, the phantom is sometimes called the Mountain Spectre, or Mountain Ghost. It requires a perfect balance of low clouds and altitude with the sun position behind the viewer for it to appear. It's a lot. Matt, who has been climbing for around a decade, has seen the amazing spectacle just twice. This time, managed to capture it on his camera. He said the recent event took place at the beginning of I'm going to have
1: to stop you there. This is in Ireland, right? Yeah. And he's now talking. You know what that means? Where's your (laughs)
2: accent?
3: He doesn't say anything.
1: (laughs) We'll read it out in an Irish accent (laughs) anyway. Who cares? You do have a pretty killer Irish accent. (laughs) You You should whip that out. I can't believe you're reading a story about an Irish mountain (laughs) ghost. And you've not even gone into the vernacular. I know. And my
3: ex-mother-in-law is from Mayo. Uh, He said, the recent event took place at the beginning of November. It was particularly still on the ridge before the summit and took place mid-morning. In the island of island. It's enchanting! It's great! <laughs> <bright.
2: laughs> why did not you wonderful. say that about mine?
4: Because am sounds close. I call it Mexican-Canadian. It <laughs> sounds like the country it's from! That's why! <laughs>
1: <laughs> 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 good times
3: <laughs> oh god the event lasted a good hour before the conditions changed and it vanished the sun shining from behind the observer projects a shadow on the clouds creating a creepy figure in the distance a rainbow colored ring will also appear along the ghostly shadow caused by light coming through the clouds water droplets nice. the sighting is more commonly called broken bow or mountain specter and was thought in the past to be a supernatural creature.
1: That's unbelievable. I shall give you two remarkable (laughs) points just for the accent. (laughs) Alone, you're up to a very Irish pint of Guinness, please. Number nine, as we run into the round. That is the strange and the bizarre. It's the stories from around the world that are too good not to read out, but don't fit easily into any other category. Some athletes blame poor performances on the state of the pitch. Others blame it on tactics or perhaps just a bad day at the office. But blaming your opponent for farting is definitely a new one. Gross. (laughs) Sweet. Yeah, that's exactly what happened at the Grand Slam of Darts in Wolverhampton. Oh,
3: my
0: God.
1: With both Gary Anderson and uh, Wesley Harms denying responsibility for the rotten egg smells. (gasps) Two-time world champion Anderson, 47, won Thursday's match, 10-2, to progress to the quarterfinals. But Dutchman Harms, 34, was quick to explain his substandard performance by accusing his Scottish opponent of leaving a fragrant smell. That's going to be the smell of haggis, the smell of (gasps) fried food, blood blood pudding, whiskey. Oh,
4: that does sound like a
1: terrible combination. Spinach. He told... I don't think you'll find many Scotsmen no. eating spinach. He told a Dutch TV station, it'll take me two nights to lose the smell from my nose. Oh, God. World number four Anderson was not best pleased by the accusation, saying the smell had definitely come from tableside at the Aldersley oh. Leisure Village. If the boy thinks I farted, he's 110,000% wrong. He told the son.
2: Is that a real thing? Well, he's a
1: darts player, so he's making up the (laughs) math.
2: Yeah. (laughs) I
1: swear on my children's lives, that was not my fart.
2: Don't bring them into that. I had
1: a bad stomach once on stage before and admitted it, so I'm not going to lie about farting on stage now. Every time I walked past, there was a waft of rotten eggs, so that's why I was thinking it was him. Just bad darts, or I've got the farts. You decide. Uh, <laughs> Go to our Facebook site, more questions and answers, and you can see that for glorious technicolor for yourself.
2: Do you know what could have helped him? What, what was that, Beano. What we were getting you for Christmas? Whoa, Beano. A plug? No, a plug? you'll kill someone. <laughs> those <You> that'll <gotta laughs> fly like a missile. No, those <laughs> carbon underwear. All those
3: what you put the mm. patch in? Yeah, it's
2: kind of like <laughs> that a minty patch. It's like a pad for men. <laughs>
1: Well, didn't Han Solo have carbonated <laughs> underwear? Did I miss that?
2: Oh, I love him. You
1: leave him alone. It's so true. Wrong. I should give myself yeah. some Star Wars points for Whatever. farting at the darts. I'm now up to Farting four. at the Michelle, darts. what have you got for me in the round of The Strange and the Bizarre?
3: A giant cock girl who ruffled feathers when footage emerged of him towering over his poultry pals have has moved into the egg business after shacking up with two chicks. The oh, three awesome. foot high bird.
1: That's a huge,
4: huge cock. Yeah. That's yeah, that's bigger than waist high.
3: Yeah, his name Is it is really? Yes. It's to oh, my it's, it's to my waist 'cause I'm thirty yeah. six inches. What's it on steroids? I didn't see. He became a global internet sensation when a clip showed the feathered freak. That's a little mean. That is mean. <laughs> <laughs> Strutting. Was his... this near
1: a power station by any chance? <laughs> is this like chicken man?
3: Well,
2: let me tell you where it is. It's in Kosovo.
1: What if you get bitten by a radioactive chicken? Do you have the ability to lay eggs once a day?
2: Where was that cow scene? Oh, was that in Australia? Australia. Yeah. Was it? Yeah. Because yeah. that one was a six foot. Yeah, that eight cow or was.
1: Something. Yeah, yeah. 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 There's some strange animals around.
2: Recently? Yeah, I know.
1: I don't want to be eaten by a radioactive chicken.
2: Or a mouse. Oh.
1: What skills would you have? <laughs> Look, there's Llama Man. Llama Man, Llama Man. Oh. Does whatever a llama can. You
3: can spit.
4: radioactive stuff. <laughs> yeah.
1: He can spit. He can He can trot. Mm. He's got everything a llama's got. <laughs>
3: can make a nice sweater.
1: This is like the C group of superhero <laughs> characters, isn't it?
3: Yeah, it's uh, the bottom
2: level. The flunkies. I think there was
1: a Canadian comedy series back in the 80s and 90s that had Chicken Woman. I'd have to research that. What? Kids in the Hall. Does anyone watch oh, that? Oh, I love I Kids, in loved in Kids in the Hall. He,
3: yes, she was a chicken lady, and she Told would you. make... Breakfast for the men who stayed over with eggs from her own body. Yes.
1: There. Oh, I wasn't making disgusting. it up. It's amazing how the human mind dredges this stuff up after 30 years. It's oh, incredible. I love them. What else have you got there, Michelle?
3: Well, with his huge claws and impressive plumes, the cockerel was compared to a dinosaur, and many believe the images really showed a child inside a chicken suit.
1: Nice. Yeah, his wow. owner
3: revealed that the 17- Hound monster has feathered his own nest and moved in with two lucky birds. The farmer said he is a very happy and loving bird, and he has two hens with him, and he is very well treated. Uh, yeah.
1: I shall give you more points, you're up to eleven. Just to squeeze in a quick one, Heather, what have you got for me in the round of S&B?
2: Well uh this woman has a huge crush on Ginormous crush. Ooh, I know you're intrigued, aren't you? I am. Well, a woman has pleaded guilty to killing her boyfriend by stabbing him, hitting him with a table leg, and then crushing him. <laughs> 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 nice. Uh, it sounds about right.
4: <laughs> Under the weight
2: of her roughly three hundred pounds, she literally crushed
1: Whoa. him. Wow. I wonder if she said to him, "Does my ass look big in this?" <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yes, it does.
2: No. (laughs) Wendy Thomas of Erie faces a sentence of 18 to 36 years. After pleading guilty to third degree murder, she has been scheduled for trial next week, but instead will be sentenced on December 21st. The 44 year old Thomas admitted killing Keno Butler last March. Keno. By. Partially lying on top of him to smother his head with her booby. Yeah, mm-hmm. maybe her boobs or other areas. Yeah, mountainous <laughs> regions. She smothered him with her milkshake.
3: Oh, it does bring the boys to the yard. It does.
1: Yeah, it buries them. There. <laughs> <laughs> My milkshake buries all the boys in the yard.
3: My milkshake is better than yours. Damn right.
2: <laughs> I could teach you. Wow! <laughs> and you thought we covered a lot of ground tonight, haven't yeah. we? Well, she weighs roughly. Well, no, it's not roughly, three hundred pounds. <laughs> while her forty-four-year-old boyfriend weighed a whopping, hundred and twenty pounds. That's Whoa. right. It was he was a small fry, oh. little fry, tiny fry. That's.
1: And he was wedged there to pull him out with some rope. Yes, he's like a sliver.
2: He's a sliver of a man. She killed him. Yeah. The eerie Thomas News reports, Butler's sister said her family is still coping with her brother's death and had been hoping for a longer prison sentence. What? For Thomas, who killed him by smothering
1: him.
3: And beating him. And... I
1: yeah. will give you several yeah, points with a milkshake. for being informative and interesting tonight. We now enter the round that is called Not For Your Mother, which means you have found us on one of our platforms. So thank you for coming to find us. We really appreciate you being here. If you can press the little orange love heart, if you're listening on SoundCloud or write us a nice short review on iTunes or TuneIn Radio, we'd be very, very grateful for that. This is the round we call Not For Your Mother. It's the stories from around the world that are laden with lots of filth and innuendo that we can't read out on the Dark Matter digital network. You have been warned if your mother's of a nervous disposition. If you've got small children in the room, they need to be removed. Do you use a non-stick frying pan to cook your eggs and bacon? Yes. Yeah. If so, you could be putting any future sons at risk because scientists believe that men could end up with shorter penises if their parents used a non-stick pan,
0: Ooh.
1: I tell you that right now. The, a lot. I was going to say my parents never used one. Oh God! <laughs> <sighs> they found that the chemicals called PFCS can interfere with male hormones and lead to sexual organs being significantly shorter and thinner. Way to ruin bacon and eggs, right? I guess that's terrible. What are you thinking about now? I'm thinking of what parties. <laughs> you've been to where you've
2: had teeny weenies?
1: Bacon and eggs. Uh-huh. Why I'm not being invited to them more often. <laughs> and that effect doesn't just happen in the womb. It can also interfere with teenagers by reducing their testosterone levels. As well as nonstick pans, PFCs can be found in waterproof clothing and grease food. Greased food. Greased food. Mm, greased Do you food want nice greased food? Favorite. It I slips down this. and slips out a lot easier. Oh, gross. There it goes. Put mm. some grease I didn't even it. have to strain. It just <laughs> flopped out. <laughs> <laughs> Done. Nice, soft, spongy, grease-proof That's food. That's disgusting. So, if you're wearing waterproof suit with a frying pan and have greasy food, why aren't you inviting me to this party? Scientists from the University of Padua in Italy found that young men who grew up in an area polluted with PFCs have penises 12.5% shorter and 6.3% thinner than healthier guys. That's almost half an inch shorter.
2: Hey, yo, whoa way? What? What?
1: That makes all the difference, doesn't it, that half inch? What you got?
2: No, I was doing an Italian oh.
1: accent. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you was having oh, a oh, stroke. It. Oh, yes. Nailed it! Il non capisco inglese, te bene.
2: Hey yo, whoa, well, why
1: Yeah, that's an Italian who's living in New York for three generations. <laughs> yeah, why can't you be more like your sister, Vinny? BFCs can be found in loads of everyday products because they tend to make them more convenient. And longer-lasting, they're found in fast-food packaging, paper plates, stain-resistant carpets, windshield, washing fluid, firefighting. Because I drink that. <laughs> well, just being around it. <laughs> Think about the party you could be having as I read this out. We're going to have a party. I'm going to have all my friends over. It's Christmas. Mm. Let's invite all of our MQTA TA listeners from all over the world. Yes. Michelle, if you can do fast food packaging and paper plates, that'd be great. I'll do it. Todd, I need you to get the stain-resistant carpets and the windshield washing Who's fluid. Who's Todd? <laughs> I was kind of wondering that too. Yeah, <laughs> I'm making my own compound now it's between. You're making <laughs> up your your imaginary friends
2: <laughs> are coming to yeah. life. Oh, and just, John, just don't bring anybody,
3: no
4: windshield washer fluid, just anybody Check. who will shrink other people's penises can
1: come. <laughs> we're gonna need waterproof clothing, glue, <laughs> cosmetics, and medicine. On. I'm on and, uh, it. Medicine? If, if you can bring electronics, <laughs> cleaning products, insecticide and paint, we'll be, time. We'll be sound as a pound. God, yeah. it's all those jubes I've been eating. <laughs> Honestly. Unbelievable. What was I'm, in the juice of those? I don't
3: know, but I feel a little woozy. <laughs> yeah, I've gone red. <laughs> yeah. I feel,
1: I feel like some drinkers <laughs> flowed. We're going to order
3: some more. The GHB jubes I don't like that picture Turn it away from (laughs)
1: me You don't like the picture on the jubes That
3: big mouth thing It's
1: very odd, they look like teeth in there I'm sure there's something in there we shouldn't be having I've gone broad stuff! (laughs) (laughs) I can't get me worms out probably And I've forgotten who my friends are (laughs)
2: If I wake
1: up with a sore ass, there'll be questions asked.
2: By Todd. (laughs) (laughs) As he makes you bacon
3: and eggs. Uh,
1: I was making a compound now between Chad and Todd. I'm sorry. (laughs) Okay, I thought that was funny. (laughs) Unbelievable. Cut your plastic usage and you will see a significant drop in your exposure but they're really hard to avoid completely. They measured 383 Italian mailman's penises with the average age of 18. There's a job for you, Michelle, if you go to Italy.
2: Mailman penises? (laughs) Maybe it's just the mailman. No, I want. just a
1: mail mail. <laughs> I'm gonna what stick is a wrong cub- with you <laughs> I'm going to stick a cucumber through the letterbox and shout out look out the aliens are coming <laughs> Did you,
2: were you trying to see, say men and you said males and men and just made mailmen <sighs> that's Italy having <laughs> more <laughs> Because it's just measuring uh, mailmen, uh, we're it fine. Must eat yes. <laughs> mailmen in
1: Italy having more elections than a Chinaman on his honeymoon. Uh,
2: Good, <laughs> hey, oh,
1: Miss Morris, <laughs> help me out with the reading. What have you got in the round of <laughs> NFM?
2: Oh, well, on Wednesday, Donald Nixon, who is legally blind, by mm-hmm. the way, yes. filed a lawsuit against the legendary company. Playboy's website.
1: It does make you go blind. Claiming
2: that it was in violation of the American with Disabilities Act or the ADA. Both Playboy.com and Playboyshop.com are allegedly not compatible with Nixon screen reading software, which allows the blind or visually impaired users to read the text with the speech synthesizer I or a- the Braille display.
1: Oh, that's great. That's a blind date right there. Oh, Braille. I bought him a cheese grater for his last birthday. He says it's the best book he's ever read.
2: Stop (laughs) it.
1: So they're suing a porn website. Yes,
2: he's blind. Because it's not
1: compatible
4: with being blind. That's 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 right. And
2: he wanted to be able to feel the... Yeah. He's to Touch
4: the dots, if That's, you know what I mean.
2: Yes, yes. Boop, boop, boop. <laughs> <It's> Morris code. <laughs> Morris code.
1: <Yeah. laughs> dot 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 dash dash dash. There's only two dots.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: Is it dot dot dash dash?
2: What? There's Anything? dots and
1: dashes in Morris code.
2: Not in my code. <laughs> There's oh. only two dots. That's all I got. You've just got two dots. <laughs> That's right. Yeah,
1: they shake. I've seen it all now You can't
3: unsee that
1: This is why we don't have a camera in the studio
3: Follow the bouncing ball Oh yeah I'm (laughs) mesmerised And (laughs) hypnotised By your dots
1: Are you done? How many (laughs) you gots?
2: No, I'm not done. You fed me those stupid things and now I'm crying. We're all
1: high. I don't know what was in those. (laughs) I can't even.
2: I can't. Bright rain. I'm sweating. (laughs) I know.
1: I can't get me words out. I can't read. Everybody, put them in your kids' stockings. I've been <laughs> Honestly, I can't move.
3: I'm taking the rest of these with me.
1: <laughs> what are the ingredients to this? What's in this? Coconut. Oh, Yeah, GHB. Put on,
2: put on your readers.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I was looking for them.
4: <laughs> <laughs> oh, My those. They're
1: jubes.
2: right there. They're beside the package
1: (laughs) you mean i've read out all of tonight's stories without my reading glasses on because it's four inches from the page that you've been reading i
2: can't believe you just asked where your glasses were and they were literally right beside your hand
1: Let's have a look What have we got Michelle What's in the What's in the package Well the here? first
2: thing It says quality You can trust So immediately <laughs>
3: I am suspicious
1: yeah. <laughs> Of your Chinese jubes It's yeah. all in Japanese Chinese I can't understand that Sodium mm-hmm. It's got a lot of salt in it uh, Carbohydrates excellent. Proteins We're probably going to have Heart attacks I think they're artificially created Good
2: If right. I don't wake up tomorrow Sue jubes how will you know we all won't wake up? Somebody, <laughs> one of us will wake up. Who's gonna put this on air?
1: There are more questions I than I <laughs> Seriously, I'm feeling really odd. We have
2: I another did you? one. I was you got another story. Touching coming my face, up. <laughs> trying
1: to take my glasses off, and I'm not wearing any.
2: You were like, doing that for a long time. <laughs> Feel things crawling on you. I'm wondering (laughs) how I
1: managed to get through the show without my reading glasses.
2: Wow, you did pretty good!
1: Yeah, I used brow.
2: Nice. (laughs) Nixon argued that visually impaired people could not fully and equally use or enjoy the facilities, products, and services on Playboy.com. He reportedly is suing Playboy for violating the ADA in hopes to make their website more accessible for the blind because they need pleasure
4: too. I think if he was touching that website, he'd be violating it. (laughs)
2: Oh, that is very true. What if that'll
3: be class action? Harassment.
2: (laughs) The lawsuit comes as Ploy Boy prepares to auction off some of its founder, Hugh Hefner's iconic belongings. Now, I know you'd love to hear about his belongings.
3: All he's got is bathrobes, isn't it?
1: And a pipe.
2: (laughs) Oh, beginning on November 30th. There must be a sailor
1: suit. I bet he's got a sailor hat of some sort. Oh, yeah, and a turtleneck. That's it.
2: Well, items belonging to Hefner include his iconic black silk pajamas. Yeah. Yes, Mm. everybody wants his jammies. Can you imagine the story they could tell? Oh,
1: I don't want to know. Yes, just put one of those UV blue lights over it. We'll we'll see the story. It'll
2: light the room. Old man balls. Old man wrinkly balls. Yeah, junk.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Who's got the bagpipes for Christmas, Dad?
2: (laughs) (laughs)
3: <laughs> Who wrapped him in this black satin? Oh, that's disgusting!
2: Oh, it's like a prune. Yeah, two prunes and an Ish. eggplant.
1: It was cold. <laughs> two prunes and an eggplant.
2: <laughs> that's this Christmas song, isn't it?
1: Oh, if you're playing the Bell, Bunk and Snort drinking game, you can have two shots.
2: Oh, nice, nice. D-
1: make that a double. <laughs> It's not the size of you now. It's the size of your hammer. <laughs> it was a third. <laughs> oh my! I'll have a triple. Um, that's the last Two time.
3: Bruins I'm and bringing an egg.
1: I'm not. <laughs> yeah, there's no PVCs there.
4: PFCs. What? What were those things I don't
3: called?
4: No, it was a long, long
3: time ago.
1: Like a salad. <laughs> <laughs> I swear to God, there's colouring or flavourings or something going on in these Japanese candies. There's this some is madness. Kind of salad.
4: Coming off
1: it, fumes. <laughs> We've been huffing the coconut.
2: Jubes fumes. Everybody, yeah,
1: everybody's high from Jubes. Oh. Huff the coconut.
2: Oh well, you can also get a red smoking jacket. <laughs> of course you can. Oh, nice. And the white captain's hat. <gasps> sure enough, which nice. the businessman was often photographed wearing, and it will be up for sale. By Julian's or Julines or whatever, uh, the founder's symbolic jacket is estimated to sell for five thousand dollars, while his pajamas huh. are a very attainable one to two thousand.
4: I would guess more than that.
2: Yes. Yeah. Well, other items of Hefner's up for sale include one of his signature pipes, as yeah. Mister Lee said, a complete set of bound Playboy magazines estimated to be worth 20 to 40 thousand an original playboy club key i didn't know Ooh. they had keys and his hollywood walk of fame star from the mansion and also playboy logo cufflinks so You can put those on your Christmas wish list. All of
1: your stocking stuffing needs. Yeah. Yeah. I should give you points, Miss Morris. Michelle, what have you got for me tonight in the round of not for your mother?
3: Oh, horrified residents have spoken out after their neighbors decorated the outside of their home with festive lights in the shape of a giant penis. Oh, nice. Ah. Ding dong
1: merrily on high.
3: Oh, the large light display appeared at the front of a home on a quiet residential street in Reading, Berkshire. It is believed to have been put up by a group of students living in the house.
2: This little light of mine, (laughs) I'm I'm going to let it shine.
1: (laughs) Do you know the difference between light and hard? I can sleep with the light on. (laughs)
3: Um, I love this show. Stephen Bailey Todd, 53, who lives nearby, was in complete disbelief when he spotted the bright, shining phallus while out on a walk. He said it was quite a shock, to be honest. When you walk home, you don't expect to come face to face with an enormous penis on a wall. Well, I don't know. (laughs) Depends (laughs) what part of town you're in. (laughs) The lights were flashing, and it is so in your face. You cannot help but stare at it. Eye to eye? <laughs> <laughs> Very festive. You'd have to get on a ladder for that. Ooh, I know young people like to have fun, but it's deeply offensive and shows a lack of respect. The dad of one added I would hope that if they are students, their university or college takes some form of action against them. It's not the sort of thing you would want a child to see.
1: No, you don't want it rammed down your throat, do you? No, you
3: don't. (laughs) The display was put up only a short walk away from the Reading University.
1: Yeah, it's very impressive. If you go to our Facebook site, more questions and answers. With Adrian Lee, you will see the giant glowing phallus for yourself. Miss Morris, you have the final story of the evening in the round of Not For Your Mother. What have you got for us now?
2: Well, have you ever looked down at your boobs... And thought. Yes. I just wish they were more Christmassy. Yeah. Yeah, me too. Well, neither have we or you. I or paint them sometimes. You you're, paint your boobs or someone own, else's. Or someone, Both. Yeah. <laughs> Great. That was a party. <laughs> uh, that was our party.
1: Yeah. Three jubes and you, anyone's. <laughs> Woo!
2: I didn't paint no jubes. <laughs> but you will <laughs> You're gonna You're gonna Oh well but for some women Who want to add a bit of festive Sparkle there's Now an interesting New trend Christmas pudding boobs
3: Christmas pudding, pudding. boobs
2: Okay so we've got what we've had Rudolph We've had wreaths yeah, Yes I
4: like
1: the wreaths There was Holly and I, well, Who's That's Holly? Name,
2: Do
1: you want Like, do you want some? Do you want butter, brandy, (laughs) sauce on that? That can be arranged. Oh God, (laughs) custard! Nice on my Christmas pudding. You're supposed to set them alight like a flambe. You're not
2: setting my (laughs) boobs alight.
1: God, (laughs) come on, baby, light my fire. That's what that song was about. Yes, try to get my boobs much higher. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm.
2: The technique involves covering your breasts in glitter in the design. Of those delicious desserts,
3: so we need brown glitter.
2: Yes, brown glitter and creamy glitter and cherry glitter and that's glitter. your
3: stripper name, isn't Not it? Coconut. Cherry
2: glitter. Yeah. Ah, yeah. Good, one. good one. Well, a picture of the bold new look has been posted on Instagram by cosmetics company Go Get Glitter, and fans are loving the idea. One wrote. Next level glitter boobs for the festive season. Yay! Oh, that's
1: awesome. Wouldn't it be yeah. terrible if you came home and you had glitter on either side of your face and in your ears? I mean, there'd be questions that have to be answered. That's like when you eat a watermelon and you're shaking pips out of your ears. You see where I'm going with this?
2: Not mm-hmm. really. <laughs> no. Another commented. Oh, my I God. Know. Yes, yes catch me wearing this and only this for the whole month of december oh gross <laughs> i don't want to see her in the taco bell checkout line
3: i hope she doesn't live in minnesota
1: glitter Ooh. gets everywhere doesn't Ish. it i mean it's horrible i used to be an art teacher glitter you'll get it you'll find it years later in crevices in your mm. eyeball and in your ear in all kinds of weird places this stuff yeah. gets everywhere
2: another lady said oh yeah Christmas party sorted. I am not wearing that to no damn Christmas party.
1: Y'all, Yo, with your trick or treat for MQTA, you martin do <laughs> or any A. <laughs> I need to lie down in a darkened room with NEA? a washcloth. Any A? The, the National <laughs> Education Association.
2: However, <laughs> one woman pointed out a minor issue with the idea. Writing. What did she say? If I only had the tits to do this. Nice. <laughs> yeah. nice. She had no puddings to put the glitz on. <laughs> oh.
1: <laughs> that just sums up your life, doesn't it?
2: Lack of pudding.
1: Lack of pudding. <laughs> Honestly, it's been the bane of my life this year. Uh, Lack of pudding. What? Honestly. Do you like pudding? <gasps> I love pudding. It's my favorite. I'm British. Everything's pudding based, isn't it? Christmas pud. Christmas <laughs> pud.
2: <laughs> I can't even say that with a straight faced pud.
1: Makes me very happy. I love Christmas pudding. It's my
2: favorite. <laughs> Don't say that after I read that freaking story. <laughs>
1: yeah. My mother used to do a giant Christmas pudding. <laughs> did she? Yes, she did. did she do two she... or
2: just one?
1: <laughs> Good times. I swear to God, we're all high i can only apologize i don't don't even remember the last drive after this 10 minutes i feel i'm bright red we need to have a lie down don't we
3: expired eight years ago
1: (laughs) (laughs) that's why they're not working if anyone wants the jeeves, just write in and we'll send them the packet there Mm. i'm gonna cut them into a line and snort them that's what i'm doing next
4: dry them out Good so times. one of the ingredients in this is lysergic acid diethylamide? That's the sort of thing. Yeah. Is that That's it's a preservative, just right? Just taking
1: the edge off the day for <laughs> it's me. It's LSD! <laughs> I swear to God I'm tripping. Honestly. <laughs> we need to get in the bar quickly. It's going to be closing time soon. Okay. Well, all good things come to an end. So let us look at tonight's scores. In last place with the K2 meter. And the dead battery is everyone who never got... Off of one point. Everyone. Uh, Everyone is going to win a gas mask and a cape and two weeks in Zurich. I've been to Zurich. Trust me, you need the gas mask. (laughs) In fifth place tonight is Chad, who only scored two Little Ducks. He's won himself a year supply of French fries and a stack of romantic, erotic novels that should keep him busy for a while. I beat everyone. How many (laughs) times can you say that in life? I scored four points. And that puts me in fourth place. I win a bench in Canada and a nice couple of weeks of enchiladas and fajitas delivered to me by a woman with a strange accent. accent. This is
0: 100%
1: true. Miss Morris scored five and she's up to third place. She wins a huge chicken and an even bigger (gasps) onion. (laughs) Where'd the onion come from? And flights to a power station somewhere in the Balkans. Second place tonight is Lorraine. She never got off of nine points she wins ticket to a scottish darts match Ooh, and a craft time a crate of Bran owl that should help her yeah that stinks through <laughs> the evening but tonight Stank. winning the thirty-three thousand <gasps> dollar ir camera <gasps> is michelle who scores the Just double so integer of 11 she gets a date with a fat bottom girl and an all-you-can-eat buffet in the local <laughs> casino.
3: Excellent. That's
1: not a bad evening for you, is it?
3: I like it. I'm going to bring Mike.
1: Everybody <laughs> wow, is happy. Just don't feed him the coconut or the tomatoes. Do not fear, listener. Remember, we are back with a whole new bunch of stories next week at the same time. And I would love for you to join me for a fun an informative journey through the world of the paranormal. Strange, intriguing, bizarre and weird. Please tell your friends and family about the show and feel free to contact me anytime via my Facebook site. More questions than answers with Adrian Lee or you can join my Twitter account at Adrian underscore Lee underscore tips. Remember, you can now jump over to SoundCloud and search for MQTA Radio where we're going to do an extra 10 to 15 minutes of the show in a round we can't read out. On air for fear of being removed or getting a hefty fine. When we look at all of our stories, when we do all of our research for this week's show, we found things of a sexual nature. Stuff that's oh. laden with lashings of big, hot globules of... Dirt, mm. Smears of...
2: More naughty.
1: It's all on there for you. You should jump over to SoundCloud now. We'll be reading stories out and around called Not For Your Mother. Some say it's their favourite part of the show, and don't say we haven't warned you. And remember, if you wish to write a check for the food shelf in Windham, that's P.O. Box173 Windham, Minnesota, 56101. And your checks need to be made out. To the Cottonwood County Sharing Centre, and everybody would be very grateful for that. My gratitude and greatest thanks are extended to Lorna Hunter, Heather Morris, drainage Chad Peters, Michelle Corrie, and all at the International Paranormal Society at intparanormal.net, and all of the show's sponsors, including the Lakes Area Paranormal Interest Group and Mufon of Minnesota. We are more questions than answers. The best in paranormal talk radio, The Light Before the darkness it just remains for me to say thank you for listening and remember be interested and interested.